Hi, everyone, and welcome to Can Marketing Save Planet podcast. Today, we are joined by Rob McFall, who is the co-founder of The Purpose Disruptors and the chair of the IPA Media Climate Charter and hashtag Change the Brief Advisor at Mindshare. Welcome, Rob. Great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Gemma. Delighted to be here. Really happy to be invited and to uh, share share some of the work we've been doing over at Purpose Disruptors. Yeah, it's a busy time for us. So, I mean, that leads us, I guess, into a, I guess, a general question, which is, could you tell our listeners a bit about who Purpose Disruptors are and how you came about? Yeah, I'm very happy to. Yeah, so Purpose Disruptors. So like all good things, Purpose Disruptors started off in the pub about, about two years ago. A group of us working in advertising just were holding this question, you know, just this, this tension that we had on the human level. Like, if we are good at our industry, good at our jobs rather, and, and you know, we are fully aware of the scale and energy of the climate crisis, you know, are we part of the problem and how do we resolve that tension? Um, so, yeah, it was, like, it, was a, it was a question we had. Is there anyone else out there who's thinking like this? So we just started off as a pub night. Um, yeah, like I say, two years ago, um, and just to see who came along. And in the first pub night, there were maybe 15 or 20 of us. And then just before, just before COVID struck, I mean, we needed to find a bigger pub, you know, just it was standing room only in the pub. Um, and we're now since a community of over yeah, nearly 2,000 people. Um, wow. And all our work now is, is, is in service of our vision. We want to reshape the industry to only promote the attitudes, lifestyles and behaviours and the brands which are in service of a net zero world. And that's the work we do. So how are you going about doing that, Rob? Tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that, because I mean, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Gemma, Geraint and I, the, the, the seed of us writing sustainable marketing came from cocktails in a pub and, and us moaning as, mm. as marketers that we were part of the problem and that, you know, we really probably needed to do something about it but what could we do about it and we didn't know a whole lot about the detail ourselves we knew there was a problem we knew we knew that we were part of the problem as marketers but but we didn't really know to the extent uh, how much we were a part of the problem and how therefore we could shape being a part of the solution so mm. i'm sure that you know marketing advertising it's you know inextricably linked it's all banded under sometimes the same banner. Um, how, you know, one of the challenges we found is the practicalities of, of, well, how do we go about doing this? So tell us some of the initiatives and things that you are doing at Purpose Disruptors. Yeah, sure. I mean, one of, one of the principles that we hold is, yeah, there's no easy answer to this. How do you unlock that tension? How do you resolve that? So one of our sort of core principles is to hold these questions, to, you know, to sit with these questions and invite, invite people in our industry to work through those questions together. So one of the first things we, we did was, was way back in, oh gosh, 20, 2019 now, we held a climate crisis summit where we invited and the great good of the advertising industry. Uh, we booked the Royal Institution in Mayfair. We invited a... Um, sustainability experts who gave a very emotional and hard-hitting talk on the reality of the climate climate facts and, and, and climate crisis. And then we invited the question, what can we as an industry do collectively in response to that? 
Um, so yeah, there were many people in that in that room, people from the um, the IPA, from the EAA, uh, senior leaders across across many different in, uh, agencies. And it was just through holding that question and just having that crossing that threshold of understanding that this is this is the reality of the climate and what can we do, what can we do? And a number of initiatives have, have since surfaced from that, and one of them is Change a Brief, which I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to sharing more about in, in, in a moment. Um, but yeah, that's core of it, really. Bring, holding questions and bringing people together to understand what we can do. Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, Gemma and I thought we were kind of not enlightened around climate, but definitely, definitely responsible marketers, as mm. did, you know, Geraint. But the more you learn and the more we became educated through the research that we were doing through the relationships we were having and the talks we were going to and learning as we were writing, the more we realized how education is was lacking in this area uh, for marketers, uh, for, for many organizations. You know, it's ignorance is kind of bliss, isn't it? People would rather bury their hand, heads in the sand and just carry on as business as usual. And, and it, it was almost like our view was that once organizations and people had seen the reality of climate crisis, understood the role that they played in being part of the problem. You can't kind of unsee it so that it becomes a personal endeavor to to put things right. And, you know, that's that's very much our positioning around it. So so tell us, a, and I'm, I, as, I, as I know when I've done research into what you guys are up to, tell us a little bit then about Change the Brief. And uh, and and what what all of this stands for, and and the aims and objectives of of the initiative. Sure, sure. But but before I do that, just just what you said just reminds me of this really powerful quote that, that I hold quite close from James Baldwin, who said, "Not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed until it is faced." Yes. And back to that idea that once you know, you can't not know. Yeah. And I, and I think that's that's all the work that you know, I centre on with the work I'm doing with agencies and, and with trade bodies is once you know the facts, yes, like you have a choice. Do you yes. carry on as normal and pretend that you don't you, you don't know the facts, yes. or do you try and go through a difficult process of unlearning and learning anew what you have to be, what you have to do, and what you have to create? So change your brief. So change your brief. Um, yeah, is. His work, as, as, as I was saying, that sort of generated from the Climate Crisis Summit, but also came from a, a senior uh, leader at Mindshare, a chap called Marco Rimini, who came up with this idea that for every brief, we can generate two responses. The response the client expects, but then also a future response. A response where we are promoting a sustainable value or behavior or lifestyle in in, um, in that brand or in that product or that, or that service. And just for that very fact of introducing that into the conversation, either the client will um, uh, yeah, ask us to build that idea or it will just bring that future forward where they, that, that brief, they will come in with that brief. Because if we continue to respond in a way where we are promoting sustainability in the work. And this is this idea that every campaign is an opportunity to normalise that, that behaviour, the products and services that we all need to adopt to achieve sustainable living. But right from its very inception, Change Brief was never meant to be a single agency initiative. No. It was about giving it as a gift to the industry, for the whole industry to adopt this idea and to go through, to come together, to learn together. And, and as you say, Michelle, you know, we, you know, we are experts in what we do. 
experts in in pushing out messages and behavior change and in creativity and, and and telling stories and influencing culture but you know we are not experts currently in sustainable behaviors in um understanding what business needs to transition into in a zero carbon world and it's through my experience of embedding change brief at mindshare how you know we need to give people the confidence and the expertise now, everyone's fearful of greenwashing everyone's fearful of doing the wrong thing everyone's fearful of having a conversation about you know what what is net zero there's a lot of complication and misunderstanding of what that is or what even what sustainability is it's an assumption that it's you know only ever going to appeal to a certain segment of the population um but you know we know the science tells us we need to influence the whole of society to live into in, to live a different way so how do you how do you embed sustainability in behaviors in a way that you know appeals to everyone yeah sure. and that's that's the key isn't it how do you change behaviors that appeal to everyone i've seen you know you mentioned greenwashing there i think mm. through the conversations i'm seeing on social greenwashing is being being called out absolutely everywhere now to a point where it's almost becoming it's becoming a stick to beat any brand with even if they i mean i recently this week saw uh, Patagonia was being was being completely enough to be pulled apart on on a thread because of using um, recy- non recyclable plastic in their deliveries. But then you look at everything else they've done. But everyone just piled on and said they were greenwashing. And I think brands, if we don't stop, you know, we need to have the conversations. Yeah. We need to raise the fact that these aren't great behaviours, and we need to change and look for alternatives. But you know, it will become a point where brands, as you say, will will not want to put their head above the parapet and say anything for fear of being bashed on the what's deemed as the negative stuff they do and I think there's this balance we need to we need to create I mean I guess the question for you is how are you know the agencies that you're working with and the clients how are they um how are they receiving change the brief how would how do they feel about it do they do they understand it do they know that they've got to make change yeah, I've noticed a huge shift in um, in how how we engage both agencies and clients with the whole change of brief concept. Maybe eighteen months ago, it was almost seen as a you know it was one more thing to put at the end of a response, kind of an almost you know, apologetically. And by the way, we've got this change of brief concept. What do you think? Versus now, where you know you're seeing um, client side organisations make net zero commitments almost on a daily basis is somebody new making a commitment um it gives it gives us permission to go in fully with a change of brief concept and just have that story about inviting marketeers to understand that they have a meaningful role at the sustainability table Mm. for many they think it's you know it's about supply chain it's about operations it's about engineering it's about targets that are handled by their sustainability department when in reality you know as, as architects of desire, as storytellers, as meaning makers, we, we have a role at that. We can influence how a brand's uh, customers use that product or service and use it in a, in, a, in a sustainable way. And once you awaken people to that idea that they have a really powerful role to play, then that always brings energy to, to ideas and responses in, in, in the change of people type work that we're working on yeah yeah it, I mean and it so does it's uh, one of the things that I suppose it, it, we're, we're, we're operating you're operating in the agency advertising space Gemma and I are targeting 
marketers generally, you know, our, our remit is the 10.6 estimated million marketers on on the on the planet. We want to almost take them through our Hippocratic oath of you need to become a sustainable marketer by learning about sustainability and, and, and the reality. And it doesn't matter whether you're agency side, client side, you know, a one-man band, it doesn't matter. You you have a role. And it's been really fantastic hearing the feedback from marketers who were saying, you know what, I was going to give up on the industry. I, I really was sick of it because I just felt that it, it was awful, you know, uh, to use John Grant's word, you know, we're doing awful work. Mm-hmm. And, um, but actually they were saying that at, applying this sustainability lens, understanding how they can use their powers of persuasion and the storytelling mm-hmm. and, um, and skills for good has actually reignited a real passion back to the industry. And, you know, when I think about what the role marketing plays, it shouldn't all be about trying to make a silk purse out of a sow's ear, should it? You know, it should be about telling the authentic, true story of an organization. And so I suppose there's a big challenge there, isn't there, that whilst we as marketers and uh, in and in the advertising uh, industry can get it there is always going to be this this kind of challenge back into the the center of the business to say you know this isn't just about posturing a story this is about being different behaving differently we're not going to change your story here and just then tell a more sustainable story it's got to come from the strategic heart of the business, hasn't it? Absolutely, Michelle. That, that brings to mind that quote from Mark Carney. I, I don't know, I can't remember the exact words, but didn't, didn't he say that any business that's not transitioning to be fit for a zero-carbon world in 10 years' time will be bankrupt? So this is fundamentally a strategic decision that businesses have to go through. What are they going to look like in 10 years' time? What are they going to be making? What, are, what service will they be providing? How, what will their supply chain look like? And yeah. And connected out what stories will be will they be telling their uh, their customers through through their brand, um, and just to, just to circle back to a point you made earlier around this is this is you know obviously my, my background is in advertising and, and in media, but with the change for Alliance, this is about bringing everyone together. It's about bringing um, agency side uh, people and client side people together to work on the change brief concept. This is not the change of brief is is for everyone. Everyone can change the brief, and that's what's so powerful about everything starts with the brief. So whether that brief comes from the brief comes from the client or, or an agency response to it, it centers on the brief. And if we can focus on that and work on that together, then that's where we can create change. So with the alliance, we're bringing together account teams um, from an agency and from the client to go through the change the brief concept, to understand what it is, to understand how to engage people with it, to understand what are the issues and responsibilities and challenges in their category how what are the motivations and barriers that people that their audiences have that they can that they need to overcome so people know and can work together on on yeah on creating the change that's required perfect and i guess that i mean that could almost getting people thinking like that can then feed back into strategically those organizations have got to almost reverse into purpose you know because they're so big and there's so many different parts, and that can really help that. And another element is, is regulation. Obviously, advertising has to navigate its way through a lot of regulation. I mean, recently, there's, they announced the recent ban on junk food ads. Um, 
the end of 2022. And I think I attended a roundtable with the CIM where we spoke, we actually had a roundtable on this very subject. And, you know, it, a ban, an absolute ban is, is not the answer. It's There's a whole education piece and changing societal behaviours and understanding towards junk food and that needs to be done, just simply banning it and, and putting these regulations in that, that stop things aren't going to change behaviours. People will still go to McDonald's if they don't see a McDonald's ad on TV. They're going to know it exists. So mm. how do you think agencies, you know, regulation is coming hard and fast where sustainability is concerned. So how do you think, do you believe there's some work agencies need to do with government to, to help shape regulation to make sure that we don't, you know, need your hint of, instant bans. Yeah, this, this sets us up for a question for the industry. You know, are we going to be proactive or reactive to what's, what's coming down the track? You know, the UK government has set some really ambitious targets, 70% emissions reduction by 2035, according to Boris Johnson. Um, and we also know from, from work from the Climate Change Committee that 59% of those reductions are going to come from a mixture of shifting in technology, so potentially shifting out from gas boilers to heat pumps, plus also shifts in behaviour as well. So that, you know, that's going to be you know, flying a lot less, switching to a plant-based diet. And within that, the Climate Change Committee has also recommended or suggested or, or predicts that high-carbon products and services will be banned or taxed. So knowing that's going to come down the track, the question then is for the industry is to, will they be proactive or reactive to that will they still be encouraging those high carbon products till the very end until they are banned or will they be looking at making alternatives more aspirational so that when i don't know i don't know the example here would be i don't know fast food mcdonald's or suvs become banned in in, in 10 years time will, will we will we be encouraging people to shift to something else the way before that so people don't feel like lost they don't feel like they've lost something that's been taken away from them is yeah it's a question that sort of we're, we're holding a purpose disruptors and, and thinking about and it's all kind of happened quickly hasn't it i mean you you said purpose disruptors have grown very quickly you know you started off in this pub in 2018 mm. now there's 2000 people and and you know what i'm finding and Gemma are finding is it seems to be changing daily at the moment you know whether that's the run up to cop 26 or you know things that are going to be coming but but also of course we have a, a genuine climate crisis we have this emergency we we have these news stories uh, you, you know and the reports coming out of how how well we're actually achieving some of these targets are disappointing to say the least you know if if not devastating so there is a real urgency and and businesses are having to respond and it's it is it is all of it isn't it it's it's we as architects of that messaging um driving the business driving uh, it's almost like becoming an advisory role back into the business as well, because the business isn't always uh, as connected to the consumer or what is going on directly with the customer face as we are as marketers. Uh, and and so, so, you know, that's an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pay, the pace of change is just incredible. I think it was John Elkinson, uh, you know, the godfather of sustainability, said this will be the exponential decade. You know, it's, it's a fascinating time to be alive, to know that, to be aware of the climate crisis and then to be able to, yeah, respond to it. You know, what can we do? I think we're in this sort of space, this sort of liminal space between two worlds, the old 20th century world of 
extraction and infinite growth and this brave new world of stewardship and regeneration. And, you know, the question is, you know, can we accelerate that, that shift and be part of that shift? I think that's a question for everyone, regardless of what industry they work in. So, yeah, it's exciting. And, it, and, that's, it, and that's what makes the alliance so relevant because, you know, because change is happening so quickly across so many different categories, you need to be, you need to be aware of what, what has got happening in, in my category in fashion, in, in mobility, in automotive, in foods. Change is happening so fast. You need to be, yeah, like everything before, you know, like digital before. You know, you need to be keep on top of things, keep on top of the latest developments. So you know what you, know what you need to be influencing or what you need to be pushing out. We refer to it, don't we, Gemma, as, as a kind of, we talked about digital trans- transformation and that's taken, you know, years to be embedded. But with sustainable transformation and sustainable business transformation, it, it, it we don't have those 20 years to to decide whether or not we want to go fully digital or to embrace it, you know, or, or whether or not the CEO is going to get on board with it or they think it's all about, you, you, you know, sending photographs of your lunch. It, 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 we don't have those time for those ridiculous conversations anymore you know it, it is it has to it has to happen yeah exactly that it's it's um yeah I, I use that that story as well um in my introductions you know this is the next wave of disruption after digital and it's going to happen at twice as twice the speed so for people who can remember of a certain you know experience what they went through in digital a digital uh, transition this is going to happen more quickly and for people who are born into it you know they are rather than being digital natives, they're sustainability natives, climate yeah. natives. They want to they do the work. So yeah. it's a really good analogy to, to share with people to introduce them to the, the change that's coming down the track. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end result of this sustainable transformation, if you don't do it, this isn't a great end to, you know, we need to veer off the current direction where it's, where it's, where it's digital, you know, just keeps going and going and going and changing. This is, this has got, a, we've got an end point and target to reach. I guess the question I have is, you know, advertising is, how do you start, those conversations about you don't want to be selling more of this you know that's because fundamentally I, I binged Mad Men in, in lockdown one and I absolutely loved it but ultimately when you say advertising people naturally think of selling products don't they or services so you know changing the mindset of we're going to do some advertising but it's not about selling as much as you possibly can of something how how are those conversations they must be very tricky or difficult or you know conversations to get your head around yeah that's certainly where the tension lies and that's kind of certainly where you know it's important to think to think of this as you know questions to hold rather than coming up with an immediate answer um you know every business if it's to remain relevant will have to change how much how much consumption it puts out in the world how much how many products it puts out in the world it's gonna have to rethink of different business models so and they already exist. These ideas like circular economy or shared economy, different yeah. concepts of being a successful business and driving value, but doing it within planetary and social boundaries is possible. Um, and then it's kind of the role of advertising and marketing to think if in the 20th century, my role was to drive growth and that was how I define success. In the 21st century, you have an extra layer of defining success. How can I how can I be a successful business within planetary and social boundaries? Mm. I mean, there's no such thing as infinite growth on a finite planet. Everyone understands the the, uh, the craziness of that concept, and but it, now it's time to think, rethink of how we do this. And it's yeah, I think it's yeah. that it's it's rethinking rethinking business models and rethinking the role of advertising 
to be in service of those business models. And that, that's a really exciting concept, isn't it, about thinking differently about how we own things. Let's not own everything. Thinking about, you know, what happens to our products at the end of their life, you know, how, how do we move to people to more subscription models? How do we, how do we get people to repair, replace, um, you know, recycle being the last, the last solution, really? How do we get people to reduce and, and look at their life and make those changes? I think it's a really, really exciting challenge mm-hmm. for society and specifically, as you say, for advertising and marketing where we have created the behaviours of buy these a hundred times and just throw them in the bin or you need more of these and, and to change that. I think it's a really exciting time. And I think it's a really exciting time to be in advertising and marketing right now. Incredibly exciting. You know, we, we, we can make anything desirable. Should we make shampoo desirable? You know, how can we make living, living with less not feel like loss? How yeah. can we make that desirable? And that's, that's where, you know, I want the industry to direct all its creative and strategic firepower to answer that question. And yeah. Yeah, think that through. Yeah. Well, we are very kindred spirits, clearly, and clearly aligned with what our focus is, your focus is. And it is all about collaboration, isn't it? You know, it's about industries collaborating. It's about organisations uniting. You know, no one body is going to be able to do this alone. No one person can do it. It's, it's all of us. We are genuinely, you know, we're all in this together. We We genuinely are all in this together. And I think coming to your point, Rob, about You know, you said this idea of, you know, it's crazy, isn't it, to think that we can just keep growing and we're in this finite space. I don't think many people have thought about that, actually. I don't think that's ever been part of a business construct. In business schools, to this very day, you are still focused on exponential growth. It is all about bigger, better, bigger, grow, grow, grow. Success is that. And so that whole narrative has to completely shift. And that, you know, I really do come back to that point of education, that we need to be educating people in business schools. We need to be educating our kids in schools. We need to be educating marketers when they're qualifying, that this is not what success looks like, by the way. And, and you know, it's, it's, it is crazy to ever have thought that that was what success looks like. But that's what we've been doing for a very, very, very long time. Absolutely. And there's, there's such things we have to unlearn. Yeah. Unlearn things. And yeah, it just brings, brings you back to a, a quote that we hold at Purpose Disruptors from the first 13th century poet Rumi, who said, yesterday I was clever, so I wanted to change the world. And today I am wise, so I'm changing myself. Yeah. Love the new. We think about you know, our role in the world and yeah. idea, I mean, related to business, our ideas of growth and, you know, we've, Bringing, bringing concepts that have been lost through generations. You know, we have to connect and learn from the natural world again. Yes. And, you know, and what's happening now, we have to bring our values and, and bring those into the work. That's, you know, that's already being explored quite a lot in our industry, but I think that's going to be a key to all of this work. You know, what, what world do we want to leave for our children and grandchildren um, and continue to have successful businesses and continue to be successful in what we do? I think that's, that's what we have to work through. Yeah. And, and also what aligns with our own values? You know, how many times have, uh, I mean, I've been in marketing a very long time and uh, throughout the years, I have definitely felt like I've sold myself to the devil on a number of occasions, on a number of things. So, so it's, it's when you're doing good work 
it feels good. It feels right, doesn't it? It feels good. So for marketers, advertising, and for everybody who's consuming, you know, all of the, I, I really don't like referring to consumers. Citizens doesn't feel right either, but people is yeah. my basic word for, for how we all communicate with one another. And People want to feel good, don't they? And we're seeing that in the stats. We're seeing that in the the rising consciousness of of, of what people, their values, how they're feeling like they want to check out too, because this is all becoming just too overwhelmingly awful. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the idea of values, I mean, that's that's what gets me up every day, sort of knowing knowing that the work I'm doing is is making the meaningful change that... Exactly. I want to be part of and yeah a few years ago I was certainly not feeling very comfortable with what I was doing and trying to work through trying to work through to a way of yeah changing the work and and, and yeah having purpose in what I do yeah fantastic brilliant so, yeah so I mean we we need to inspire that generation <laughs> Gen Z who are going to change the world and and maintain the world and the planet moving forward I believe um, we need to inspire them to want to come into industries and professions that actually play a huge part and have started that change and are driving it forward and changing behaviours in society. So, Rob, we like to uh, end our podcast with three quick fire questions. So, one question to you is Do you think can marketing save the planet? <laughs> I think marketing has a really meaningful role to play in bringing forward a brighter future. But just like every other profession, it's going to take all of us, teachers, parents, scientists, artists, musicians, whatever you do, we will all have a role to play. We will all be sustainability experts in in climate, wanting to make change in whatever we do. We all have a role. Fantastic. And, And we absolutely do. And what do you hope business looks like in the next 10 years? For me, it's about business redefining success from beyond just growth. How can it be commercially successful within planetary and social boundaries? How can it be regenerative? Um, yeah, that's how I see business looking in, in 10 years' time. And if you were to give one piece of advice to others around getting started with sustainable marketing or sustainable advertising, what would it be? Um, knowing that people have this tension probably all of everyone does so for me it's it's about having that conversation take that first step and know the person your colleagues your you know your your team on the client side or agency side are probably also thinking the same mm. and just introduce this this idea what do you think about this what can we do and start from there take the first step well, Rob, it's been an absolute joy um, having you on the podcast and uh, learning more about Purpose Disruptors. And um, how can people find out more about the work that you are doing? Yeah, so we have a, have a website. So look us up on www.purposedisruptors.org. Um, talked a little bit about Change the Brief and Change the Brief Alliance. That has a website too, um, www.changethebrief.org where you can find out more details about what the Alliance is and what it's offering. Um, yeah, so look us up online. And we also have monthly gatherings every second Tuesday of the month. So if you sign up to our newsletter, you'll find out about that. And we will we always host really brilliant discussions um, yeah, and hold those questions. What can we do? So please join us. You're, everyone is very, very, very welcome. 
And we'll make sure all of those details are in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, so as Gemma said, thank you so much. Thank you from me. And um, and wonderful to uh, to meet you, Rob, and learn more about what you guys are up to. <laughs> 